This is Dawn, a very unlikely ultra cyclist, and you're listening to the Just Bikes podcast from The Metal Set. Stay tuned as I'll be chatting with friends and fellow cyclists about all things bikes. That's ultra, adventure, gravel, mountain biking, and all sorts of type two fun. everyone. This is the start of day two. Well, actually, it's not the start of day two for many because many have been riding throughout the night. Um, And sorry, just to go back for anyone who is just tuning in, this is day two of our special series on the race around Rwanda, which is a 1000 kilometer 18,000 meter self-supported ultra cycling race around Rwanda. Um, it is about 30% gravel. And as one of <laughs> the competitors and one of the racers at CP once said last night, he was wondering, are we sure it's 30%? And I suspect it's more around 40%. So we're doing a daily podcast um, covering the race. Yesterday I was chatting with Neil Copeland uh, who is my coach, who has done the race, as, as have I. And today um, we're going to aim to do something a little different, which is kind of give a running commentary throughout the day um, of the race. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if you can hear in the background. We Just a few minutes ago, it was apocalyptic uh, rain. It's still very, very rainy by anyone's standards, but not the kind of downpour (laughs) that would have been quite frankly dangerous for anyone to be out in so um, the weather patterns are are quite unpredictable here they come and go so I just hope anyone cycling is out there safe Um, so yeah the start of day two sorry and just to go back what you what you had heard in the intro as well as what many of the racers who were staying on Lake Mahazi heard last night and it's just kind of points to the magic really of this race um, that really can't be can't be described and explained just really have to be experienced so day two stories are emerging from the race there are so many I'm going to try to do all of them justice or as many as I can justice uh, one interesting one yesterday was um, Lucas who is cap three uh, riding as a pair um, it turns out he actually rode a bike to CP1 that was not his bike. <laughs> his bike was delayed, um, I believe, in in Germany, and um, he got organized. He got organized to get the bike here, um, and then have it delivered to CP1 by his partner, I believe. So he actually rode. I believe it was one of Simon's bikes, one of the organizers to CP1. So it just shows the level of dedication. Um, yesterday when we caught up, when we reached CP1 to chat with everybody, uh, we ran into Lisa and Anthony, who are Cap 4. Um, and, and if you were, were following us on social media, you know those two actually rode from Kampala to the start in Kigali. Um, I believe it was Anthony talking about questioning if it was 30% gravel or 40% gravel now from memory. and. Um, Anyways, Anthony was having a hard time with his bib shorts and I think was going to try some of Lisa's pairs. Um, there's been a few DNFs today. Sarah Ruggins officially DNF'd, uh, Delphine. Um, the conditions out there are absolutely brutal. It's a, br- it's a beautiful race, but it equally is hard. And every kilometer is just so 
hard earned in this race. So right now we're in the we're on the route to Biamba. I'm sure the rain is picking up. Um, we're on route to Biamba to see uh, who we can see on the road there. There's a pretty long climb out of uh, CP1. There's some gra a gravel section. Many of the riders stayed not to about 40, 50 kilometers away from CP1, and then. Those riders leaving this morning would face a very, very long climb up to Biamba. We're gonna focus today on the women. Uh, another DNF of note, unfortunately, is Violette. Um, as we talked about yesterday, she wasn't feeling very well ahead of the race starting. Uh, so it was always touch and go. And, you know, with, with these kind of things, it's always your wellness and health first so sad to see her scratch but equally you know it's the right decision when when you're not a hundred percent this is something you need to be you know a hundred percent for um i guess in terms of the women's race this morning at about 9 p.m uh ariane cap 23 had reached 386 kilometers which is amazing so she was at checkpoint two uh marie uh cap 76 was hot on her heels about 70 kilometers away. She's going through a pretty tough gravel section right now um, to reach CP2. Jenny, cap 70, uh, is at 290 kilometers. Um, Julie, uh, Julie, who had made up a lot of time yesterday, she was delayed in, because she was helping a, a fellow cyclist who had ha unfortunately had an accident. Julie is in Biamba, uh, 275 kilometers in. Um, and not feeling the best. She has about 110 kilometers to go to, to checkpoint uh, two, but those are very, very tough kilometers. A lot of gravel. Rebecca and Elodi, uh, a pair, they're about 270 kilometers, so they're right around Biamba as well. And then um, Stephanie, who you heard in the intro yesterday, Cap 82 to, um, uh, you heard in the intro to episode one of this series, uh, she was at 244 kilometers, so she was just on that climb to Biamba. Um, Biamba is a town, it's, it's high elevation. I remember being very cold last year. It's got a bank, it's got, you know, kind of everything people would need to, to restock um, if they needed to. Um, before they enter into a very, very long gravel section and a very steep and technical gravel descent out of that town. Um, Jesse, who we had met yesterday, Cap 99, um, he had made up a lot of time uh, this morning. He stayed at CP1, which is around 178 kilometers in. He made up a lot of time this morning, and as around 9 a.m., he was at 260 eight kilometers and almost at Biamba. So we're excited to follow everyone today. We're probably going to make it to CP2 after Biamba, go to CP2, see who we can see. And then um, depending on how the race unfolds, uh, head to Kibuya, which is CP3. We'll be following along from the road and um, yeah, enjoy the sounds and uh, I guess, voices from the race. Hello, it's me again. We are no longer in a car. We are at CP2, and we have been here for quite a while today, catching some of the riders who have been coming in. Um, 
for those who are unfamiliar, CP2 is 386 kilometers into the race. Um, it is right after a very difficult gravel section, and today it was noticeably colder. <laughs> noticeably colder, and there was quite a lot of rain um, on, on the race. Um, CP2, it should be noted, is on the edge of the Volca Volcanoes National Park. And as the athlete guide says, you're within a couple of kilometers um, of mountain gorillas that you probably won't see uh, unless you go on a safari. But um, it's just to kind of give some context and, yeah, know that there is wildlife there. Wildlife beyond all the crazy cyclists who are out uh, doing the race. So it was quite an interesting day. We had a lot of people come into the CP, and you're going to hear some athletes' voices, as I promised a little later, as soon as I get through kind of what happened. Um, when we arrived, there was, you know, a handful of cyclists, actually quite a few, not a handful, um, the most of most of whom have seemed to have stayed in Biombo, which is about 110 kilometers away. As I mentioned, they rode through a very, very beautiful section. Uh, there's marshlands. There's a lake. It's it's called the Twin Lakes. I remember this from last year, just being absolutely like awestruck um, at a lot of these sections. The vistas are amazing. It's just. Yeah, beautiful. Now, last year, noticeably, I didn't have rain. <laughs> and it is so much colder than yesterday. It seemed to have gone between two extremes. Um, so, yeah, it was very beautiful. Also very, very difficult. And it seemed to be something that everyone I spoke to had said. As I mentioned, there was a lot, a lot of rain. And everybody arrived pretty muddy. Um, and just before arriving here, and this is a bit different to last year as well. They had a volcanic uh, rock climb. And I really have no other words to describe riding on volcanic rock. It's not gravel. It is just extremely, extremely bumpy. When we arrived, Cap 85, uh, Jason was here and he was just getting ready to leave. He had stayed in Biamba the night before. So you'll hear a little bit um, from him later in this episode because I, I asked him some questions. Um not long after uh, we arrived, Cap 76 Marie, who was second um, after Ariane in the women's race, um, arrived at about 2.36. She had some food. She put on some rain pants. Um, you know, she had a short rest and then was on her way again. Um, Cap 95 Claude, who was a Rwandan cyclist, and he was on a mountain bike. <laughs> and I think probably a lot of people maybe were looking at his bike thinking, uh, yeah, <laughs> looking at it with a bit of envy. Um, Cap 91, Moses was here getting some food and a bit of rest. And if you remember from yesterday and um, the episode where I'm speaking to Neil, I did run into Moses. We saw Moses not long after the race started. He had arrived back at... Um, back at Tagunde where the race started in Kigali because he had a mechanical and he got that sorted. He had about a two hour um, delay and he was on his way. So he is absolutely flying. Um, Caps 68, Tina and Ben uh, arrived. And again, I saw Ben and Moses, Ben, Tina and Moses at the exact same time because they were about four kilometers in yesterday um, when Ben broke his wheel on that new cobblestone section. So what's, it's amazing to see them do so well. And what's even more remarkable is that 
Tine actually started cycling only about a year ago, and this is her first race. <laughs> ben is quite an experienced bikepacker, but when I heard that, I was just like, wow, that's crazy. Um, Cap 70, Jenny arrived at 558, and you'll hear a little bit about um, her experience in her own words as well in this episode. Um, she is part of quite a large crew that stayed at uh, the Kingfisher Resort. I'm a bit curious about the Kingfisher Resort because I stayed on the other side at the Marina <laughs> Marina Hotel and you'll hear people walking by me from from this recording. Um where was I? Yeah, so Jenny Jenny arrived in really good spirits, had a really good day. Again, I mean, you can't kind of talk about the day in good terms without some of the bad and it is extremely difficult. And right now as I'm speaking, I might as well <laughs> discuss this person come sit with me for a bit Guillaume <laughs> so Guillaume cap 78 who many might have seen was doing very well in the race you were where what place were you Guillaume yesterday well it was oscillating between second and third second and third yeah yeah um, with innocent and uh, unfortunately I had a crash on a Rwandan bridge and uh, I broke my uh, back wheel and I also uh in one, one stop that I had, um, some kids stole all my uh, repair kit. Oh no. And so, yeah, I couldn't fix my wheel on my own. And I was in the middle of a tough gravel section. And uh, there weren't a lot of people passing by. It was about uh, uh, 8, 9 at night. And uh, so, unfortunately, I had to call it a day. Yeah. And um, and now I think I found a solution to repair my bike. Woo. And uh, <laughs> my motto is never give up. So... I'm going to give it a shot and let's see where it, where it goes. Yeah, so earlier we saw Guillaume, we were all sitting where everyone was having a bite to eat and discussing what happened yesterday. It was really unfortunate because I've been on those bridges and that's the bridge in the race. Those are the bridges in the race briefing where Simon says it's always best to get off and walk. But when you're riding them and there's one every 20 meters, you unclipping or unclipping one shoe just becomes... I don't know, a form of torture, right? <laughs> and you kind of make a decision, yeah, you're going to ride over this one. Especially when you're following the local guys. They're just hopping on those bridges like if it was nothing, if yeah. it was a pothole for us in Belgium. So yeah. So I think throughout the course of just sitting here, Guillaume is probably, you've got your bike fixed, right? Uh, it's currently being fixed, so yeah. <laughs> and so he's going to continue on in the race <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to have the experience. I'll try to put a, um, an all-nighter or to see where I get tonight and... And then tomorrow, uh, and we'll see, yeah? And to get the experience, because the whole point of the race is to visit Rwanda and, yeah, experience uh, an ultra race in a, an amazing country, far away from home. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. well done. I, this is just such a, like, we were all sitting around, all very comfortable, and now I just see Guillaume walking out with a uh, cycling jersey on. I put the same jersey, because <laughs> I want to finish what I started. <laughs> well, that's really commendable. That's, yeah, that's amazing. And you're going to take off at night now. Yeah. We'll try, yeah, <laughs> in, uh, I don't know, an hour or so. Wow, and your tracker's still going? Uh, I put my tracker in my uh, in my bike, so it should be. So we can still follow Guillaume, and he is cap... 50, uh, 78, sorry. Cap 78, all right, well, well done. <laughs> we'll probably Thanks. see you at the next checkpoint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy. <Thanks a> <laughs> Anything can happen, literally, on these races, and they do. <laughs> 
So, yeah, I'm just going to catch people walking by. Um, where was I? Um, yeah, a couple other noticeable or interesting, not noticeable. Well, this one is actually noticeable. Cap 12 Bavo is riding with a broken finger, <laughs> which, um, you know, again, the section today, very, very difficult uh, at, at parts and at points and um, coming off the tarmac in Biamba. Um, I think it has been described as, you know, a mountain bike trail. It is very technical, uh, downhill. So it's very impressive that he's riding with that. Um, he said it's not very painful. He has, he has better bike handling skills, obviously when he's, when his finger isn't broken, but yeah, it's amazing. Interestingly enough too, you hear, you hear some things when you're sitting in, uh, among cyclists and food is a big topic of course. And, um, you know, Bava, who is Belgian, has given high praise to Rwandan mayonnaise, everyone. <laughs> um, I just spoke about Guillaume as well, and it's just, uh, yeah, amazing that he's starting. Um, some other people who arrived today, uh, Caps 83, Manuela and Adrian, so another mixed pair. And Cap 54, Alma and Stuart, who arrived just uh, before I started recording this, um, who looked very, very clean. Very, very... Uh, <laughs> Very clean for this race when everybody else is showing up absolutely muddy. Um, I just ch checked the tracker. It's about 7 p.m. right now. And um, Ariane, who is leading the women's uh, women's side of the race, um, is just out of Gisenye. So remains to be seen if uh, she will stay in Gisenye or kind of um, carry on to to checkpoint three tonight but anyways enough from me um i promise not to speak too much today um i do have some people who have kindly allowed me to interview them as they've arrived so you'll hear jenny you'll hear jason you'll hear tine uh you'll hear moses as well and am i missing anyone no, I think that's it. Oh, and how can I forget? Um, just a little while ago, Cap 99, uh, Jesse also arrived with a beer in his back pocket. Um, if you remember, he had quite a few difficulties yesterday with his wheels. The wheels are perfect today. He's very happy to be here. Um, yes, yeah, so really great to see him arrive at this point. So anyways, enough from me. I will leave you to hear from the athletes themselves. It was the most beautiful ride up until the last gravel segment. So like coming up until that, I was like filled with gratitude. So beautiful, one of the most adventurous days on the bike. And then that last gravel segment was, I mean, should we call it gravel? Is it, it, was it this rock, the volcanic rock? Mm, yes, it was a volcanic rock yeah. that you told me was frustrating. I don't know how, I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> it needs to be experienced. <laughs> yeah, it's just... It's just work. It's just really hard work. Yeah. That there's like no rhythm at all. You're just working. Yeah. And but, we're, oh, yeah, it was good. It was really, it was a really beautiful day. Yeah. It was insane. Um, did you get any bad weather? Got rained on twice. Mm. But I'm actually, I don't want to be like bad karma, but I'm really grateful because yesterday I had heat exhaustion. And yeah. so then today it was, today the weather was really nice for someone like me. <laughs> mm. And um, where did you start today? At, uh, at the Kingfisher Hotel, <laughs> where they promised a 3 a.m. boat crossing for me and a couple other riders. And by about 4.15, we had maybe eight riders trying to get across. So 
a lot of us made it, and then at least we had a crew to start with this morning. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. And what's yeah. your plan from here? I uh, don't know. Going to get food in my face and then open up my phone and dive into there and lose some time in that and just, yeah, see what the options are. Mm. I think, yeah, I'm not thought through. Okay. My only goal was to get here and then figure out what the next goal is. Well, well done for getting here. Thank you. It's a big accomplishment. Yeah, Thanks go up. get some food. Love you. Hello, my name is Tine. My cat number is 68. 68. And you're doing this in a pair? I do this in a pair with my husband. And your day could have been derailed, right? Or your race could have been derailed because your husband had a problem. Yeah, yeah. Only, only 20 minutes after we left, his uh, back wheel broke. So luckily we could go back to the starting place and we could replace it. So we got a second chance. Yeah, that's great. I was there when you guys showed up. Yeah, it was very quickly yeah. after the start. So... Tell me, where did you start from today, and how was your day? Well, since we were in quite a delay yesterday, we uh, still went to Bayumba, but it was a lot later in the in the evening. Uh, so we just wait uh, one village before Bayumba. We we asked people if they know something, and there was a very little place there. But problem was that we didn't have any food, nothing. So this morning we really had to we had to wait until things were open. So we checked a few hotels in Biomba, and finally we could have breakfast there. And so I think around seven we seven thirty we left. And how was your day today? Uh, it was a good day. It was a very beautiful day, but it was a very bumpy day. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yesterday it felt very good on the bike. But for me, it's the first time I do a race like this. And actually, I never had. I only rode once 200k, and I never did it one day after another day. So today, I felt that day two <laughs> is something else. <laughs> wow. uh, but after a few kilometers, it, uh, it went well. That's super impressive. Yeah. And what did you think of the gravel today? Um, it was another kind of gravel than we, what we had yesterday. But um, it was very bumpy. It was um, bumping up and down the whole time. Yeah. Uh, and um, what's your strategy from here? Are you guys going to stay here or...? No, we're not going to stay. Um, we're going to do the climb and then go down to the Kivu Lake. And the original plan was to go a little further, but we will see. I think tonight we, we would like to stop on time. So uh, Great. we can have a, a relaxed evening. <laughs> well, um, yeah, best of luck for the rest of the race. Thank you. I met these guys at the CP1 and I was really done. Then they asked me, what's your plan? And then I say, I am going to have two hours of nap. And then I continue. I want to set off by 11 p.m. And I was like, are you crazy? And I said, no. But then I'm happy because I passed them because of riding the whole night, even though it wasn't easy for me. It's a big effort I made. Yeah. So I'm happy to myself. My name is Jason. I'm from Belgium and my cat number is 85. 85. So Jason, we're at CP2 right now. 
Yes. How many kilometers in is that? I think uh, we hit about 380 now. 380 now. And where did you start this morning? I started at uh, about three, uh, no, 40 past three. 40 past three. Yes. A.M. A.M., yes. And where, whereabouts? Um, in the in the little town uh, between uh, CP1 and here. Um, I always forgot the name, Umbaya, something yeah. like that. Yeah. The, and the last gravel section, or I guess were there two gravel sections before you reached this checkpoint? Uh, yeah, there were two uh, gravel sections, one big one uh, of 75K and then uh, a shorter one uh, later on. Um, yeah, it was almost all the way gravel until. Uh, yeah, you, sometimes you wonder where the road is, right? Where the pavements <laughs> are. How was the gravel today? Very hard. Very yeah. hard. It was more like a mountain bike course than a in gravel roads. <laughs> a gravel uh, road. Yeah. Yeah, it was very uh, very hard. I, I expected that it would be tough today for. Uh, because of the climbing and also because, um, yeah, it was mentioned before that uh, it was a little bit rocky, but yeah, it was all the time, all the time. So yeah, that's difficult because it's mentally uh, you don't you don't advance, you know. It's like ten ten an hour all the time, and so it's hard yeah. earned kilometers. It was hard. Yeah, yeah, isn't it? Um, your bike has it holding up? Any mechanicals? Not yet. No. <laughs> Good. So hoping uh, to stay it like that. Yeah. Looking really good. And what are your plans for today? Well, uh, I'm still hesitating, um, but it's a little bit early to stay here. Mm -hmm. um, and then it will be difficult to uh, to plan the other days. So um, maybe I try to hit uh, Chisenze. Um, it's like 80... 80 kilometers from here, mm -hmm. a little bit less. Will be difficult, but um, yeah, it's it's too early to, to stop here uh, today. Yeah, we'll see. Well, well, good luck today. Thank you. We're following you, we'll catch you probably at the next checkpoint. All right, thank you. If you like this episode, why not give us a little kudos? Five stars only, wherever you're listening to this podcast. And remember, sharing is caring. Thank you for listening.